are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 86. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm talking about disappointment. Ah, Disappointment, everybody's favourite, right? When I first thought of this topic, my mind flew to the song of the same name by the Cranberries, one of my fave groups. And it's kind of a low energy song. And while I'm not often in the habit of quoting lyrics, I really thought this would be a great place to start. Disappointment. You shouldn't have done. You couldn't have done. You wouldn't have done the things you did then. But what I find, right, when it comes to drinking is that we say these things about and to ourselves. I hear this time and again, and it happens when I ask people how they feel when things don't go to plan. Disappointed is by far the most common reaction. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed that I've let myself down again. I'm disappointed that I couldn't learn. Right, it's back to that song, disappointment, I shouldn't have done, I couldn't have done, I wouldn't have done the things you did then. So today, I'm going to give you some ways to move forward, however disappointed you may feel. I wanted to start with a definition of disappointment. So I cracked open the dictionary, or rather I opened up a web page, and here's what I found. The definition of disappointment was to fail to satisfy the hope, desire, or expectation of, right? And this feels pretty much on the money to me. Disappointment is not just a feeling that comes when we don't have what we want, but it also stems from where we're going after something, we don't get it. Disappointment is not only not feeling satisfied, But there's kind of this sense of failure that we haven't been able to achieve what we wanted. There's an element of failure and not being good enough mixed in for good measure. So no wonder we don't like feeling disappointment. No wonder so many of us, when faced with this feeling, compound it by drinking to stop feeling that way. Which, you guessed it, only leaves us feeling more disappointed the following day. But here's what I want to offer. Disappointment is a feeling. That's all, a feeling. And our feelings aren't a problem ever. Why? Because we're humans. We feel stuff. It's what we do. We are designed to feel stuff. If we didn't feel, we wouldn't be motivated to take action for anything. So feeling disappointment isn't a problem and I really encourage you to make that your starting point. And in fact, it's a natural reaction to feel disappointed, especially when we consider how our brains are programmed. Our brains are wired for survival to keep us safe. They don't want us to go out there making changes and putting ourselves in in the way of change, right? Our brain does not produce self-confidence naturally. Instead, it produces fear, worry, uncertainty. And it does that to keep us doing what we're doing, to keep us safe. Remember, it's wired for survival. But we also are pleasure-seeking creatures. 
That's another piece of our default programming. So no wonder we're afraid of failure and afraid of disappointment. Neither of these emotions feels pleasurable. But that still doesn't make it a problem or a stop sign. So here's my question to you. Who do you want to be? Right, you're listening to this podcast. So I'm guessing you're seeking more for yourself. But I really want you to think about the person you want to be in your life. How you want to show up for yourself. This matters so much because managing our emotions lets us show up in a stronger way. For instance, if I'm not afraid of feeling disappointment, which I'm not anymore, I was once upon a time, but if I'm not afraid of feeling disappointment, then I'm willing to put myself out there and to evolve into a bigger version of myself to risk the possibility that it won't happen, but to do it anyway. But here's the thing, the more we're afraid of our emotions, the less we're going to want to do in the world or the more we're going to want to drink when those negative emotions like disappointment come knocking. When you decide you're going to stop drinking or you're going to start drinking less, then you're going to start to learn exactly why you were drinking in the first place because all those emotions that you were smothering or pushing away with alcohol will be right there in front of you, unvarnished, the full glory or the anxiety or the frustration or those negative emotions. You're also going to see with crystal clear clarity all those situations when you feel, you know, it'll just be more fun with a glass of wine. You're not going to be able to kid yourself. You're just going to see it. You can see all of it. And for a moment, that can make things feel even worse. But I encourage you to look at this as this is you giving yourself a choice. Are you going to stay where you are? Are you going to continue pushing these emotions away and drinking over them and living with the disappointment and the dissatisfaction in yourself because you know you're not evolving into your full potential? Or are you going to go and get it for yourself? And really, my friends, that's it. That's the decision we have to make that's in front of us. Now, the reason why so many people end up over drinking or overeating is because they're not willing to feel the discomfort, the discomfort that comes with all the emotions that we'd rather not feel, right? Like disappointed. Why is that? It's because they're afraid and they feel out of control around the earth. They're not sure if they've got what it takes to make the change. And also what I frequently see here is another reason is because we feel entitled. We feel entitled to feel good and to not have to suffer all the negative emotions. I see this, read about this, hear people talking about this all the time. We feel entitled to feel good. We say things like it's Friday. I'm entitled to feel good on a Friday. It's the weekend. I get to feel good on the weekend. And if we're not feeling good, if we're not feeling satisfied or content or relaxed in that moment, we feel deprived. So we drink to get the good feeling. But the tragedy is that the comfort is only temporary, the comfort we get from the drink. And there's all this discomfort on the back end, right, with disappointment starring front and centre. We say things like, there I am, did it again. Why can't I ever learn? 
I am so disappointed in myself. So then what's happening, I want you to see is that you're fighting against yourself and you might find yourself saying things like, well, I'm so disappointed in myself, I should know better with the hope that this is going to spur us on to be even tougher on ourselves. And we do that until we can take it no more. And then guess what? We seek relief, we drink, and you guessed it, we feel even more disappointed in ourselves because we think we're back to square one. This is often where the, I'm back at day one again, happens. This is exhausting. So no wonder we just want to give in and just drink to get rid of all the feelings when they come knocking. So give yourself compassion if that's how you've been operating. But I love on these podcasts to give you actions to do, to give you something to, a technique or a tool so you can go off and put it into action and see the magnificent effect it can have on your life. And here I've got one for you now. One of the things I sometimes suggest my clients do is I want them to see just how much in control of their feelings they actually are. And you do this by intentionally making the feelings stronger, right? So if you're fearing, if you're fearing disappointment, instead of fighting it, I want you to make disappointment stronger. I want you to increase it. I want you to really over-exaggerate the feeling for yourself. I want you to go to the point where you feel more disappointed in yourself than you have ever been before. What? <laughs> you might be thinking that makes no sense. Anna, I don't like feeling that way. So why would I want more of it? Here's why I'm having you do this exercise. By seeing that you can increase a feeling you are, you're going to see that you're actually taking control of it. You're going to see that it's not something happening to you, right? And if you can increase something, you can also, of course, decrease it. If you've been conditioned to fight or run away from your emotions like disappointment, this, this idea that we can increase and de decrease our emotions at will can feel like a bit of a revelation. It can help you get in touch with what you're feeling. And then you can see what's causing it and then you get control over it. It is so fantastic. If you do this, if you start to see that actually you do have control over your emotions. Next, I find people start to get curious and interested. We start to ask ourselves things like, well, what is causing this feeling? Right? I understand. I see now that I can actually increase and decrease the feelings at will, but really what's causing that. And from that position, you're going to have choice and you're going to have power. You are no longer going to be seeing yourself as just a passenger to the unwanted feeling. You're going to see you can control it. Now be warned, once you start allowing the feeling of disappointment to be there, you may tell me, actually, I may be feeling worse now, not better. And that's not just because you're no longer pushing it away with a bottle of wine. It's because you're actually really just sitting there with it, right? You're having to be patient with it. But I want you to think of it. I want you to encourage you to think of it in this way. You're not going to be feeling, you're not going to be really be feeling worse. You're just now more aware. You've just become more conscious of how bad you really feel. And that, my friends, is a good thing. Because from that new level of consciousness, you can see that you are no longer at the mercy of your feelings because you can decide to change. 
you are in the driving seat. Something else I see is that disappointment is not created equally. If there's something that I think I should be able to do or where it matters to me, if I don't do a good job of that thing, I find I'm liable to feel fairly disappointed in myself. So in this category used to be actually drinking, right? I should be able to do this by now. I should be able to drink less wine. I mean, it's just drinking. It's a life skill. And there are all these people around me who don't struggle so much, right? Getting into that way of thinking, though, only enhanced my feeling and awareness of disappointment. But if it's something that I actually have less interest in or where I apply less meaning to it and making it less about me as a person, such as skiing, then there is no disappointment, right? I mean, I've had loads of lessons over the years. I was never a good skier, but it never bothered me. I was never disappointed in my pretty paltry ability to get down a mountain ever, right? Just, it just never felt that disappointment. But I could look at that and say, you've had all these lessons. You feel so disappointed in yourself. So I think that's really important. I think the degree to which we really feel disappointed is connected to how much that thing means to us, to the thoughts we're having about our own abilities. And this isn't just restricted to drinking. I see this still in myself. All right, so if I play a bad round of mini golf which I fairly actually really like mini golf, I'm liable to feel quite disappointed because I'm comparing myself against myself, against what I know I'm capable of. I'm really not that bad a mini golfer. So if I fall short of my expectations in myself, remember that expectation word again, right? The disappointment may sting. But if I were to go out and play a round of proper golf, which only be my second time I've ever done this, and I can guarantee I will feel no disappointment my performance, even if my score is terrible. And here's the fascinating thing with this. If I am less judgmental about what I expect of myself, not only will I not be as disappointed if things don't go so well, but I will be curious about what I'm capable of. I'll be operating from a let's see how this works out perspective. It's curiosity again. It makes all the difference. And here's why it matters so much. At the top of the podcast, I said that disappointment comes when we aren't feeling satisfied, right, with our results or with our effort. Again and again and again in my work, I see when people feel satisfied, the desire to drink plummets, right? And you can feel satisfied in terms of what you've consumed, whether it's food or drink wise, or it can be satisfied in a sense of overall contentment, well-being. In fact, I will say it's easy, to not overdrink, or to not even drink when we are satisfied, when we're full up. We're not seeking to change how we feel when we're not looking to anything outside of ourselves to change that for ourselves. So working on disappointment takes us to satisfaction, which brings huge rewards. So in summary, disappointment is just an emotion. Just because you don't want to feel it, that doesn't mean something has gone wrong. Instead of fighting the feeling, see it as an opportunity to explore what's happening for you and to figure out why. And if you want help with this, let's talk. I work with people every single day on this. It's a key part of changing the habit. You want to stop over drinking and I help people do this. So let's do this together.
go to 90dayslater.co and book time on my calendar. The initial call where you'll tell me where you are and what it is you want and also the call where I'll build the exact plan for you to achieve that goal is absolutely free. What have you got to lose? Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review and share this podcast with someone you love. And I will see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.